Welcome to In Your Area. This episode features a conversation between Madeline Serafinchin of Jamin Realty in Edmonton and Perjita Corrupt of Polish Skills Civility Experts. The Polish Skills team offers civility at work and courtesy coach certification training throughout Alberta. Madeline and Perjita chat about the various opportunities by which a member can choose to display etiquette in real estate, including working with difficult clients and agent-to-agent relationships. Perjita shares some best practices for encouraging both safety and etiquette during the COVID-19 pandemic, how to dress for your role, and the unconscious judgments that impact our perceptions of others. We hope you enjoy. Good morning. Uh, I'm Madeline Serafinchin. I'm a real estate broker in Edmonton, Alberta, and uh, a couple of different roles that I have. I do a lot of instructing of real estate courses, including negotiating and general kind of sales courses. And I am a past president of the area. And uh, this morning we have Prajita here. Prajita, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, good morning, everyone. My name is Prajita Kurup, and I conduct um, civility and my business called Polished Skills, and I'm located here in Calgary, Alberta. So um, Polished Skills generally talks about civility and respect in all aspects. What we talk about is um, how we conduct ourselves in any social situations. We also train in social intelligence, and um, there's a lot of kids training involved and adult and youth training as well. So to sum it up, I would say, you know, Etiquette is generally, we think of etiquette as it's only for people of, you know, for high places or for the high and mighty. And that's not true at all. Etiquette is all about, you know, making the other person feel comfortable in your company. So no matter what fork you use, it's all about manners and how you make the other person feel. And, you know, um, that person's comfortable in your company. So that's that's what manners is all about. (laughs) So as an expert in etiquette and kind of social skills, how do you see that um, as it applies to real estate in general? We deal with buyers, sellers, um, other realtors. How do you, uh, where do you think is the most important focus for us with etiquette? I believe in any business, presenting yourself professionally and conducting yourself professionally is is very important no matter what business you are in and real estate is also no exception because customer um, you know when they are looking for a house it's a very emotional feeling for them when they are looking to buy a house so uh, there's a lot of investment in it and it's a big investment for them you know for a lot of us actually and uh, so understanding the customer's uh, point of view and you know what they're actually looking for is very important for the real estate broker and for the seller as well so keeping that in mind, I think, you know, conducting yourself professionally, developing a trust with your customer is important as well. And etiquette is important because, you know, um, you're taking them to a, to a person's house, like a seller's house. So how they conduct themselves in that house, how you conduct that yourself in the house is important. And I, I think now because of social media and, you know, Google and Internet, everything, people know a lot of things already. <laughs> buy a house or even before they choose a real estate agent they I think they look them up and they find you know they go by word of mouth mostly so if I am looking for a real estate broker I would google that person and you know find who's the the top rated google at the real estate broker and then that's the person that I would go with right so a lot of credibility and a lot of uh, goodwill 
has to happen there. You mentioned that uh, buying a house is a big investment. We we say often it's the biggest investment most people mm-hmm. will ever make in their lives. Mm-hmm. And it does become very emotional. Do you think that uh, etiquette um, and people, the way people act changes for the better or for the worse in an emotional situation like that where they're in negotiations? When it comes to negotiations, yes, I think, you know, because um, everyone's trying to get a better deal. So, um, Uh, negotiations can be tricky. So that's where, you know, we have to conduct ourselves professionally the most when it comes to negotiations, especially when money is involved. You know, it could be quite turbulent. You should be treading really carefully there. I think honesty and, you know, developing a trust is really important there. When the buyer trusts the real estate agent, I think it becomes much easier than they would, you know, probably trust what you are saying and, you know, negotiation can be much smoother. Yeah, the things that I tell my clients quite often is that they hire me to take the emotion out of the transaction so that uh, someone needs to be kind of cool and calm and lead them through. Um, Another situation that we're dealing with right now, and I know every business is dealing with it, is our current pandemic, the COVID-19. We have some very uh, particular um, requirements in this, uh, you know, in showing houses in this stage, um, you find that most businesses are implementing their own requirements. And um, how different, I guess, are people doing business these days? And is etiquette still number one or is safety number one? I would definitely say safety and etiquette go hand in hand because, you know, etiquette is all about safety as well. So it's all, it, it, you cannot separate the two. So if you're wearing your mask and you are required now legally to wear a mask and enter a person's house, I think you should do it. And that's etiquette as well. So for for real estate, I think, you know, probably you could have like a precaution basket or something where there's gloves available and there's, you know, mask available where the buyers can use them. And um, the buyers should also keep in mind that they don't touch anything when they enter someone's house unnecessarily, you know, or even if they do, then, you know, the next person who's coming to see should sanitize the house properly. Yeah. Yeah. I think safety and etiquette goes hand in hand. It's, 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 you cannot separate the two, especially in this situation now. I agree. What do you see? I mean, I'm sure that you must have taken clients to, you know, to show home. So what do you see? What have you experienced? So in some of the houses that we go into, the selling agent will have a basket. You referred to a basket and they will have with uh, one there with sanitizing wipes, uh, Mm -hmm. gloves and extra masks if you need them. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a buyer's agent, when I take someone in uh, to and I'm showing them, I carry those things in my car. And one of the things that uh, we do when we go in, I will tell them that I will sanitize like door handles, light switches, uh, Mm -hmm. cupboard doors, that kind of thing, and ask if they want to see inside anything that they ask me to open that. Okay, that's excellent. Yes. Yeah. Yes, rather than them touching, it's better that you you show them. Yes, that's excellent. And I have the wipes and I can kind of keep control of, of the sanitization of the property. But I also tell my sellers to sanitize before and after a showing uh, Mm -hmm. themselves with wipes and that so that they have a comfort level with with how things are left. Yes, especially for a person who's selling their house, you know, probably once the showing's over, they would go back to live in it. So I think they, they would have to sanitize for their own satisfaction. 
it's very common uh, to remove shoes when you're going into someone's home mm -hmm. and not to touch anything that, you know, wouldn't, like you're not going to open cupboard door or um, cabinet doors, um, something that's not going to stay with the house. You wouldn't open the door, say, in a, or a drawer in a dresser. Yeah, or open people's fridge and snack on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes they'll leave cookies and things out on the cupboard, and I always... Do they do that now? I don't think they must be doing that. Do they? Not now. Something not else? now. No. Yes. No, no. no refreshments. No, no. It's very <laughs> different. Not even a lot of open houses right now. Um, more of virtual tours are being uh, are being used because the open house situation is a little uncomfortable for sellers and for buyers. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, actually work with realtors and uh, help them develop their customer skills? I generally would just work not real estate brokers or anyone per se, but just about anybody who would need that uh, skill, customer service skill. So it could be, you know, what happens is when someone walks into the room, you immediately judge that person, right? Because even when we are not talking or opening our mouths, we are still communicating in some way through our body language. It's nonverbal communication through our face expressions. So immediately we judge the person and we, in our heads, even though we shouldn't be doing that, but in our heads, we kind of decide whether I want to trust this person or not. So a lot of nonverbal communication is involved in that case. So I would say like a, a realist, like in customer service, especially happens if you're not on the phone, if you're face to face, um, you know, dressing professionally, uh, uh, you know, arriving on time and um, kind of, you know, having ha having a more open body language rather than, you know, being stiff. And if you have a sense of humor, please use it because that's always, uh, that's always, you know, it's, it's an excellent uh, skill, I would say, so someone who has a good sense of humor, because that immediately puts the other person at ease and, you know, to build that bond and trust is really easy when you have a good sense of humor. And, um, you know, small gestures go long way, like opening the door, no matter if it's, uh, you know, gender neutral, I would say not, not, not the chivalry kind of thing. <laughs> You're not on a date. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay who opens the door, but, you know, opening the door for somebody, if you are doing that pre-buying meeting, you know, offering to buy coffee to that, uh, to your customer, all that thing goes long way. It's interesting that you talked about dress and how we present ourselves. Mm -hmm. I've, um, been involved in quite a few conversations with realtors about how how they dress for business. Do you think that the dress code has changed in business in the last few years? Do you feel it becoming more casual or less? It really depends on what business you are in. So if you are in an, um, social media, IT, advertising, that kind of business, you can go casual. Like you see Mark Zuckerberg, he's always wearing jeans and a t-shirt, right? Or even uh, Apple, Steve Jobs, he used to always be in jeans and t-shirt. Uh, sometimes you can see Elon Musk who's wearing, so it really depends on the culture, I guess. For me, dressing is not about, you know, respecting yourself. How you dress is how you respect yourself and how you want the other person to, you know, feel about you. You want to leave a positive impression all the time. And how, and you want somebody to judge you positively. So how you dress, how you conduct yourself, is really about respecting yourself and putting other person at ease as well. So if you go to a showing, I'm a real estate broker. I wear spaghetti and shorts and flip flops just because it's summer. The other person may not take me seriously the moment he sees me, and he has already made or she has already made a judgment about me that this person's too casual, and he he or she might not show me a good house or you know how can I trust. 
what's his strategy or her strategy. So I think dressing is very important when it comes to appearing professional, especially in real estate or any any business, I would say. You know, you can never take it too lightly. How quickly do you think people make those impressions based on your appearance? And the moment they see you. <laughs> the moment the person looks at somebody and they see what they're wearing and how they have dressed up, it forms. It's, it's completely unconscious behavior, actually. It's not a conscious behavior. Judgmenting, you know, judgmental is very unconscious behavior. So how, our attitude is all about all the, our surroundings give us a lot of information, a lot of clues. And that's how we judge somebody. I still remember a video that we saw. I don't know if you remember that. um, It became viral, I think, a year or two back. At the time, it was work at home was not happening. So uh, this BBC presenter who was, you know, being interviewed, then his child was walked into the room. And there's this lady who came in. She was an Asian lady. And then she kind of pulls the kid out of the room. And everybody thought she was a nanny. (laughs) But she was actually his wife. And so that became a huge thing, how we immediately judge people. Just because she was aging, people thought that she was a nanny to the kids. So I think, yeah, so we, it's, it's unconscious behavior, actually. We say that you should not be judgmental, but we are, a lot of us are judgmental because it's unconscious behavior. It's how we, you know, how we are raised and what we are listening to on a day-to-day basis. Media plays a big role in it. Do you think that manners and etiquette has changed a lot? Um, in the past few years, do you see us becoming more relaxed? When we oh, yes, it has. It has a lot, especially like in the younger generation, it has using the F word has become the norm or has become the cool thing to talk about. So, I, you know, um, like my, like my son, who's a 10 year old, like he knows the F word, what it is. But he doesn't use it. I, you know, even when he listens to videos or was watching a movie, there's always F word being used or, you know. But uh, but what I tell him is, you know, they are adults. They know in what situation they are using and they know the person who they are speaking to. They know how to use it, when to use it. You know, if they should use it or not, they are making that judgment. But you are too young to know or to make that kind of judgment. So there may be people who are not comfortable with using that language. And obviously, in a business situation, you should always refrain from using coarse languages. Just to make yourself cool, it's not correct. So in business language, you completely avoid it. You know, only in a personal situation or in a very close relationship, maybe you could be a little bit relaxed. So with teenagers or school-going kids, you know, um, because they're exposed to so much media and YouTube videos, if you see, I mean, they're constantly using those words. So it's hard to kind of, especially when they are teens, they want to be accepted in a, in, in a certain social circle. So they think that's okay to use it. But um, later on, I'm sure they realize that that's, that's not so. Yeah, I find that um, occasionally you'll hear people swearing in, in a business situation and, and it kind of makes me cringe because I'm from a generation that we yes. don't as much. Brigida, one of the things that we deal with as realtors, um, quite often in a transaction, if we're each representing our own client, like one the seller, one the buyer, by nature it's somewhat adversarial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you think that um, from a business aspect and just maintaining good relationships later, uh, how do you think is the best way to handle that inherent realtor-to-realtor conflict in those situations? Respect is a big thing here. Respecting each other's business and, you know, um, needs is really important. Understanding, you know, where to draw the line. So from a seller's, uh, from a buyer's point of view, if I have chosen a 
real estate agent and not the B, then it's it's more in the seller's hands. Like why I've chosen A and and the B B real estate person broker should understand that why. Respect goes a long way. So if you both conduct yourself respectfully, I think that would really help. So what happens in many situations is, you know, not all of us have good days every day. We we do have our days sometimes, and sometimes it it does flow into our you know workplace as well. But one of the things we always say is to leave those things, you know, your emotional or whatever things are in your, things happening in your personal life at the door, and then you know come come into the workplace with a fresh mind. If there's no like it, it's not only in real estate business. I've seen in many situations, even in businesses where sales people have conflict because you know someone has you know entered their territory or you know whatever or, you know picking business from uh, so th- that that happens especially when you don't have respect and you don't follow the rules so etiquette is a big thing here again again i would i would stress on that is respecting the seller's de- the buyer's decision i keep saying sellers the buyer's decision you they're know both, they're both they yes yeah. Are there techniques or things that you would advise realtors to use uh, when they're in a conflict situation? Like, I know my, my mom always told me count to 10 before you respond, that kind of thing. Yes. Are there, is there any kind of tricks that we could use if we're in that situation? And your mom is right. And that holds still true today because, you know, you, you before you respond to an email, always take a break. If something's upsetting you, I would say take a break, walk away, think about it for a few minutes and then respond. Because when you come back and look at it, you won't feel the same way how you felt five minutes earlier. So it's always a good idea to take a break and um, and respond to the email. And if it's a face to face situation, break away, say, you know, let's just think about it and come back and regroup and see, you know, what we can do better or how we can work this out. What I've seen in businesses, especially in a sales situation, is this like where two sales agents are in a conflict situation because of a particular territory or a business, you know, probably they must have approached them earlier. So always that happens. And um, what we what we advise them, like I was in HR before, and, you know, um, all of these things do come to HR <laughs> at some point. And uh, what we always advise them is to take a break and, you know, just kind of regroup and see what you can do better because ultimately you have to work together and the bigger, the uh, customer is the important person and you have to make sure that he or she is served, is served their needs. Yeah. That brings me to another point, actually. Um, we don't only, of course, the other realtors aren't the only place where we could have a conflict situation. Sometimes we would have a client that we just don't really mesh with or, uh, you know, they they seem to be, uh, sometimes it's just a personality conflict. How would you handle when your actual client is the person that you're having a little bit of a um, conflict with? Um, so sometimes, I don't know if you all must have experienced this. Sometimes when we sit with a person or, you know, talk to a person, maybe it's the first time that we are seeing this person and immediately there's something that's stopping us from, you know, go, taking this conversation any further. There's something stopping us or, you know, we're just not able to gel with this person. So sometimes we say that it's it's because there are some negative things or some negative habits in ourselves that we see in this person and that's why we don't sometimes like this person because we see our negative behavior that we don't like in ourselves, we see in this person. And that's why we don't like this person. 
So sometimes that happens. It's always a good idea to recognize that and work that habits that you would like to improve. So in a client and a broker situation, I would say, you know, if it re- if things are going really bad and you guys know that you can't work together, I would say then, you know, it's, it's better for that person to, to find someone else. As a real estate broker, you could always advise them that, you know, probably you should look for another agent or you could always recommend somebody. It's yeah, because yeah. there's no point uh, in, you know, taking it further and then making the situation worse. That's the advice I've given to other other realtors when I've been asked as well. Just to sometimes it's just not worth it to pursue the yes. relationship, right? Yes. So getting back to etiquette in general, some people have been uh, raised in a you know in a home where etiquette was very important, and so they know how to act and and uh, how to conduct themselves respectfully. Other people weren't maybe raised that way. How do you think that they can uh, develop those habits that are that are going to allow them to be successful? So civility, you know, it's a conscious awareness of our thoughts, actions, words, and intentions. So you have to consciously think about it. And uh, it's an acknowledgement of one's responsibility to ease the experience of others. Like I want to put the other person in my company, I like, you know, com- make that person comfortable in my company being non-judgmental, respect, and courtesy. And it's also a consistent effort to adopt and exhibit civil behavior. And it's an unnegotiable point. So it's developing that character through conscious practice. So it doesn't happen. For some people, it'll be, okay, I'll practice civility, respect, etiquette, everything when I am outside in a business situation or in a social situation or when I'm at a restaurant, I'll practice you know, a proper dining etiquette. <laughs> but when I'm at home, I'll just, you know, um, put my feet on the table and just eat with my hands or just, you know, I don't care. It's my home. It's my personal space. But when that happens, sometimes our behavior slips unknowingly, even in a social situation. <laughs> we slip sometimes because we are not practicing it all the time. It is not our conscious behavior. So what I would say is to constantly practice that. And it's also because Canada is a multicultural country and there are so many people coming from different, uh, they have different cultures. So culture is so, you know, it's so very different in such a varied culture. What happens is some homes are relaxed and some are not, some are more, you know, stringent, like, you know, the queen's etiquette and they have to follow in some, some, some people follow that kind of etiquette. But as I said earlier, you know, it's not about what fork you use or how, it's about how you make the other person feel. So a person never forgets what you say to them or how you, what you did to them. They always remember how you made them feel. So that's very important. Uh, even in children, no matter, you know, we have kids' classes, children's classes, but if, no matter how much I teach them, if, if, there's, if they don't follow it through or if their parents don't follow through, that's not how it's practiced at their home, they would never get it because they, children are confused to then, you know, I am learning something else it's in my class, but when I'm going home, the situation is totally different. So they get confused there. So I always tell the parents that, you know, if you don't behave in a way that you want your child to behave, the child's never going to pick it up, no matter how many classes or how many times they repeat the same course, it's never going to happen. It's something that you have to constantly practice. So uh, so the tip that we give is the four E's, we say, we call it the four E's in civility. So that means uh, everyone, that's the E for everyone, every time, 
in every situation, you give the exact same respect that everyone deserves. So it doesn't matter at, you know, respect is only for the uh, CEO or for the vice president or for, you know, for the high level parties. No, respect is for everybody, even for a two year old or even for a newborn. It's respect belongs to everybody and it's a right. That's great. Thank you very much, Pradita. So we've been here with Pradita talking a little bit about etiquette in general, business etiquette in particular. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Madeline. It was my pleasure. Thank you to Madeline and Pradita for your time, and we hope to see you the next time we're in your area.